Welcome to The Blossom Experiment, a podcast in which we talk about authenticity, intuition, and intuitive living. My intention is to inspire and help you tap into your uniqueness so you can create a life that is meant for you and no one else. With your host, Kami Minerbo. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to The Blossom Experiment podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about human design. This is a topic in which I've started to really, really enjoy learning more about and I've actually been using it quite a lot on my coaching sessions on the Your Calling one-on-one coaching sessions container. So if you don't know what I'm doing. I'm currently helping sopreneurs and heart-led entrepreneurs to find and uncover their unique calling, tap into their intuition so they can really take the aligned actions to bring on that project and their and that calling onto the physical reality. So it's been really interesting to use human design in this process to help people understand better how to use their energy in their day-to-day lives and also use their their intuition according to human design because I feel like as there's no one way to do life there's also no one right way to connect your intuition and one thing that I love about human design is that it really allows you to find your unique intuition and I love understanding more about how people connect to their intuition just supporting them on this you know instead of thinking that I have the one right answer as to how you should be using your intuition it's about you maybe generating your chart finding out how you connect to your intuition through human design and yeah it's been really really great and I've been having a lot of good feedbacks from our my sessions with clients so So if you want to check out the program, I have all of the links on the show notes for that. So if you think that you would be a great fit for it and you feel like you have this potential that you have to uncover, that you want to uncover, you have this calling or this thing that you feel like you need to really bring into the world and you're not sure what it is this program would be perfect for you because that's exactly what I help you do. And I also help you take the aligned actions to do so. So we talk a lot about marketing, about strategy, about content creation, about the really aligned action steps that it takes to put a business into the world because I think that's that's sometimes a thing that sopreneurs, they really struggle with, how to message their stuff, how to take the aligned action and just how to be in the physical reality with all of that wisdom that you're bringing in through you. So anyways, because this has been a huge topic in my recent life and it I have been using it in my practice with my coaching clients and I've been seeing so many beautiful insights, so many beautiful results as well with them and with them knowing this information. My dear friend, Nicole, she invited me on the podcast that I co-host with. So I co-host this one segment with her on her podcast. So she invited me as a good projector. I was invited. She invited me to share a little bit about my wisdom of human design, my understanding of it and everything. So this is what I'm going to actually air on today's episode. It's my explaining of human design and our chat on it, which was really, really in depth. And you'll see that throughout 
our conversation i'll also explain how i use it in my daily life in my day-to-day reality so i feel like it's a really good episode in which i not only talk about human design and explain it but i also talk about how i use it in my own life and you know how i make how i use my authority to make decisions how i translate that to my intuition how i help other people do the same and i feel like Human design for me has just been a really beautiful tool to just allow me to be who I am. And today I was actually on a call with a coaching client. She's also a fellow projector. And I was just sharing with her how important it is to know your human design, not only because not because it is your human design, but it's just a way that you can connect your intuition and ultimately what you are doing is that you're tapping into your intuition to allow yourself to show up as your authentic self so it's not really about knowing the human design just for knowing the human design is for you knowing the human design so you can learn how to tap into your intuition make the decisions that are truly aligned with you so you can step into your power so you can step into your authenticity and then you can bring in to the world your new project your new business your new venture your new whatever that is the the creation that you want to bring in and then you can generate the soulful impact that you are meant to generate in this world that your soul is guiding you to do so so yeah i think this is a really really great episode i hope you guys enjoy it and yeah without further ado let's just dive in Cami is going to take it away today and I am going to be the student. Cami will teach you on the basics because there's so much that can go into it, but the basics of human design, maybe why it's not a scam and then how it can relate to yourself as a digital nomad. I love how you were like, and how that's maybe not a scam. <laughs> hey, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm learning um, all about it and I actually use it with my coaching clients. So I hope it's not a scam. (laughs) No, but it's really something that I totally understand you on this because at the start, I was also, I'm a very spiritual person, but at the same time, like right when I saw this in the first time, I'm also very, although I'm very spiritual, I'm very skeptical. Like I really like to understand things. And, and I don't like things that are really generalizing, you know, they generalize the population like, ah, you're a Taurus. So it means that you're all of this and like whatever else is about yourself and your personality is useless because it doesn't relate with your sun sign or something like that. And I know that astrology is not only that, like I have friends who are astrology readers and they've talked much about that but I don't really like things that are overly generalizing people so when I went into human design which is basically a system that was channeled by a guy that's called Ra Uru and he like literally channeled this Um, so that's why people say that it's a part science part spiritual system it's not completely based on science so it's a mix of astrology I Ching, Kabbalah, Vedic philosophy, the chakra system. So that's why you see all of those energy centers, which are like the little, like the basically like the centers that you have on your chart when you're seeing it, and quantum physics as well. Um, so it's it. So like before we start this episode, I want you everyone to know that it is part science, part spiritual system. It's not. Uh, completely based on science you know 
So, of course, take everything that is here with a, a grain of salt or whatever, um, however you want to relate with that information. For me, specifically, the people in my life and also my clients, whenever I do their human design, it is quite accurate in the way that their energy works. So, basically, human design is a way, um, it's a system that shows you how your energy works and how you're meant to use your energy in the world and how you're meant to make decisions. I feel like that's one of the most important things. And then, of course, there are other things in there that show a little bit about personality traits, your gifts, um, a little bit of your purpose in life, how you're meant to just put how you were designed to be and move and make decisions in this world. So this is something that I really love about it because it basically does the opposite of overly overly generalizing people. It makes a really good point in distinguishing people by their energy types, by their authority. You know, of course, some people, they will have the same energy types, they will have the same authority, they will have the same profiles, blah, 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 all of these components of what you we, we have in human design. But it boils it down to your unique way that you were designed. And I really, really like this because since I was a child specifically, I felt like there was this one day that one way that I had to live life. So I had to wake up um, in the same time as everyone. I had to do this one exercise routine. I had to work in this one way, which is the nine to five. Then we're going to talk about that. And ultimately what human design says is that we're not meant, we're not all meant to do life in the same way. We're all meant to do life in our unique way. And if you hone into your design, you're then honing into what your uniqueness is is so that is why i love human design so much one of the other reasons why i'm so obsessed with it is because my i'm obsessed with intuition uh, with helping people connect to their intuitions develop and harness their intuitions and there is a part of human design which is the authority which will go into that is basically how your intuition works and how it is specific to you um and i really like this because i feel like Again, like in spirituality, you also have this overly generalization of how you're meant to connect your intuition. So you're meant to ask your intuition yes and no questions, and then you're meant to receive an answer. And I remember that I tried this and it didn't work for me because that's not how my intuition works. So, And human design also explains that there are people who do really well with this type of intuition and there are other people that don't, you know? So I was trying to put myself in the mode of like, why am I not getting the yes or no answers? And it's because my intuition is not designed like that. So I feel like it's basically a system that will give you a lot of a huge permission slip for you to be yourself and show up with your unique energy. So, yeah, I hope this explains a little bit of what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really interesting. Thank you for the very in-depth explanation. I feel like that's something that you can't just Google and find. You know, you really, to understand it, you really need an in-depth expl explanation. So let's go into, I don't know, wh where do we start with like the types and reading and all of the things? So the first thing that I would suggest for anyone who wants to follow this episode with us is maybe going to one of the websites that we can link on the show notes. I can give you two main websites for chart for me, the best ones to generate your chart. So as Nicole said, you need your place and date of birth and the exact timing if you can get like the most exact 
time, like by the minute that you were born um, and your place of birth as well. And yeah, and then you can just generate the chart and then you see that you receive what we call a body graph in human design, which is basically a chart with all of this centers which which are the energy centers and they look like chakras so if you know what chakras are they kind of follow the chakra system but not to a t and then you have it's quite confusing and quite like daunting when you sit for the first time because you have like this chakra things and then some of them are colored in some of them are not and have you and then you have like the little straws that connect all of them and you have the little numbers inside of each one of the centers and on the sides and you're like what the fuck is going on and but basically what we say in human design that it's like the holy trinity of it is the it's the energy the energy types the authority and the strategy so the energy types are we have the five main ones and they are defined they are divided between sacral and non-sacral so the sacral is you will know that you're a sacral or non-sacral type if you look at your chart and your energy center that is the sacral which is the little square um above so it's not the bottom square is the one on the top so <laughs> So that's your sacral, that's your sacral, the the sacral energy center. Um, If that one is colored in, you are a sacral type, which means that you have constant access to energy, which means that you're either a generator or a manifesting generator. And if you are a non-sacral type, your sacral, so this energy center, will be not colored in, so will be white, will be an open center, which means that you are either a projector, a reflector, or a manifester. So I just want to check with you if you understood everything to make sure that's landing, because I know that it can be quite confusing. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I'm like, I should probably pull up my chart <laughs> because that I but I think if you have your chart, then that makes sense. Yeah. So just to summarize it, so if you're looking at your chart, you have the bottom square that is the root, and then the top square, so the second square from the bottom is your sacral. So that is, if it's defined, you are either a generator or a manifesting generator. If it's not defined, which is mean that's not colored in, then you are either a projector, a manifester, or a reflector. So basically what that means is that either you have consistent access to energy or you don't have consistent access to energy. And the way that the human design is set up is really, really interesting. It's almost like, I don't know, like a timeline of a beautiful process of how things should be done in a certain way. So basically we have the five types. The first one is the manifester, which is the type that initiates things. It's the type that has the idea and it's meant to put out things in the world. But it doesn't have consistent access to energy because the energy that it has comes in surges. So if you are a manifester, you have like this surge to initiate something. You initiate it you start it for example like if you're um, like a startup founder or something like that and then you 
your energy drops, quote unquote, and you then kind of go back to this cocoon of observing and just yeah being in your energy because then you don't have the energy to continue doing things so that's the manifester then we go to the generators which have consistent access to energy and those are the types that are meant to do things so they have the energy to do like the nine to five job for example the manifestors they don't they're there, they start things, they have a lot of energy when they are in that surge of like, I should be initiating this, but then it goes away. And then it's time for the proje- for the generators to keep going with that information and keep doing the work. Generators, they have consistent access to energy so they could work in how many hours they want. They could do a lot of things. They are normally people who bring a lot of joy and happiness and they are always, you know, like with that energy, they're always going and things like that. And it's really just um, a joyful experience to be around them when they are like in alignment because they, um, yeah, they just like fill up the room with energy. So those are the generators. Then we have the manifesting generators, which is a hybrid, which is you. Yeah. So it's a hybrid between the manifestors and the generators. So they are a really, I really like manifesting generators because they, at the same time that they have the consistent access to energy that the generators do. So they have the energy to do all of the things that the things that they want to do they also have the kind of personality um like the personality trait quote-unquote to initiate things as well so manifesting generators they can either initiate or continue they they initiate and they have the energy to do things so if you for example you really do very well as a manifesting generator like you start your own business and you have the consistent energy to keep running it and keep running it one thing that's really beautiful about manifesting generators is that they really are multi-passionate people so something that happens sometimes with them is that they will start something and that they won't finish quote unquote finish it and then they will feel a lot of shame because of that because they keep starting projects and not wanting to finish them but it's really if you are a manifesting generator you're supposed to follow that that joy you know like those little hints of joy and if you are not supposed to finish it like it's not supposed to be finished so like just drop it and whatever um then after the manifesting generators we have the projectors which is myself projectors they are so if you if we think about something that was initiated by manifestors and are being done by the generators and manifesting generators the projectors are like the ones that are have the bird's eye views and the holistic view of everything that's going on and being done by the generators and manifesting generators and whatever and they are the ones that are supposed to guide us they are the seers they are the ones that they don't have consistent access to energy, but they are very efficient in the way that they use their energy. So they are the people who see the things that are being done and they know exactly how to solve problems and they can see things in a way that people can't really see it. So you're like, you see someone doing something and you're like, oh my God, how does the, how doesn't this person see that if this person did A plus B, it would be C. Like they don't have to be, do A plus A plus A plus A. So it's a very efficient way of doing things. It's very like operational in a sense of, you know, I can organize things and processes are really easy for projectors. And 
yeah, the projectors, they, they are really good guides. They are really good coaches, really good consultants because they have they don't have the energy to act on the things, but they are really, really good at seeing specific things. And for projectors, it's really important for you to hone into your passion and the, the weird thing or the, like the quirky thing that you're obsessed with because that is the thing that kind of your soul designed you to see into so well and to explain it in another way or guide people in another way so yeah although it's a type that is that doesn't have consistent access to energy it's a type that that is not designed to because with the energy that we have which is like four hours i don't know per day we are supposed to use it in a very efficient way and then finally we have the reflectors which are the rarest type of all of the five types in human design and they are the types that are like the entire chart of them is open so all of their energy centers are open they don't have one single one defined so of course they don't have consistent access to energy and basically a reflector is meant to reflect the health of the community so it's this type of people who are kind of like really really big empaths and they mirror back to people exactly how they are feeling so if they are in an environment that is really chaotic and toxic they will get really ill they'll get a lot of disease they will not feel great they will feel kind of like toxic and things like that so it's really important for reflectors to put themselves in the right environment so they are you know, taking care of themselves. But it's really interesting because in the timeline that I just explained, so someone initiates something, then the generators, manifesting generators, they are like working on the things that the manifestor initiated. The projector is kind of like seeing, overseeing all of the processes of how things are working. Then the reflector is there to reflect back onto whether this is working out or not, whether this is being something that is really supportive and nourishing to the community or not. So the reflectors, they are kind of, they're also guides, I would say, in a way because they are the ones that ultimately will show things that are hidden maybe in the community or in the project or something like that so they are really they are kind of like the compass of whether something is being really is healthy or not basically and yeah being a projector i would say that it's quite a challenge i don't know any reflector in my life i know there are some like famous reflectors of course like you can leave and everything but yeah you have all of your energy centers open so that means that you have to just yeah be really wary of where you put your energy and yeah it's just really interesting with human design is that when you see all of the types, you actually see that the way that life has been designed so far is very much for generators and manifesting generators. And which, funnily enough, I think that they together, they make, they amount like maybe 50% of the population or 60%, because then projectors, I think they're like um, 20 and then manifestors are, t are 10 i don't know like something like that so i would say that maybe yes the majority of the population they do have access to consistent energy but then there is a huge part of the population that don't have consistent access to energy and we're still doing life as if we're all the same people and as if we all had consistent access to energy as if we all had to work a nine to five when really the majority of the types are are not supposed to be working in this way 
And yeah, I think that's just overall really interesting. So does it is it all making sense right now? I know that it's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really great explanation. So thank you for that. And it all makes sense to me. I'm curious in each type and maybe not so much the reflector, unless you you feel that you want to touch on that. But in each type, what are some ways that each type can work effectively? Because like because like you said, there the world is kind of designed for those two main types, but we don't all work the same way. So what are some tips that you can give for each of the four or five types on how they can work best, whether it's in their business or maybe even like traveling and having to plan everything and do the coordinating? What are some tips you can give for each type? So one thing that I'll say that's really important that we haven't touched on is that, as I said in the beginning, that there's the holy trinity of human design, which is your energy type, which is what we just talked about, the five energy types. Then we have the strategy for each one of them. And then you have the authority. So we'll talk about authority in a minute, but now I want to focus on strategy because the strategy is always connected to, to the other, to the energy type. And the strategy is basically how you get things to flow better for you in a way, like how you get things to work in a easier and more fluid and more organic way. So, you know, like when you're in your life and you feel this resistance, like you're trying to get things to go your way and they just, and it's not working and you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know? So that feeling is normally means that you're not following your strategy and your, you know, energy type. So, for the manifestors, their strategy is to inform. So manifestors, because they are kind of like the initiators of energy, they kind of have this, um, in human design, they explain it as this re repelling aura because there are types that sometimes they are like really doing their things, like really in their world, in their energy, doing, 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 like having these crazy ideas and everything like that. And sometimes they're, they feel really misunderstood because their message isn't really for any, for everyone. But one thing that manifestors can end up doing is that they, feel so misunderstood that they don't even want to share what they're doing. So their strategy is to inform so that they end up attracting the right people for their message, either to buy from them or something like that, or to help them as well. Because manifestors, they tend to kind of think that they have to do everything by themselves, but they're not. And they don't have the consistent energy to do that, to see the project through sometimes. So it's important that they inform and use the strategy to inform to get these people on board. So it's basically they inform to get people on board, either the people who are going to be your audience, who are going to be buying from you, or the people who are there to help you as well. So that is the strategy for the manifestor. The strategy for the generators is to respond. So it's like the manifestor, for example, informs something to the generator and then the generator check in with themselves if they, if they are really excited about it and it's like a hell yes or if it's a hell no and they don't want to do it. The thing with generators is that because they have so much consistent access to energy that they have it's really hard for them to have boundaries so it's hard for them to say no to something because they know that they can do it 
they know that they'll have the energy for it, but you end up really depleting yourself, not necessarily depleting yourself in energy, but just commit over committing way too much and not being really true to yourself. So you're not being true to your strategy of responding authentically if you're just responding yes to everything or no to everything and not listening to your authority of responding yes or no. So it's really interesting, like if you're a generator, you can ask yourself questions, for example. So if you see a job opening, for example, you can kind of take that into your generator machine and see how your body responds. And of course, we are going to authority later, which is how your you make decisions. But yeah, as a generator, you have to respond to things in life. So it's not that much about initiating doesn't mean that you can't initiate something but means that you're more responding to things so for example if you are on social media and someone starts asking you about i don't know like you're showing up for for example you let's take you as an example because a manifesting generator it's a hybrid between both so your strategy is to inform visualize and also to respond so for example in your business you are for example having a lot of people asking you about the paraguay thing on 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 youtube your strategy as a generator is to respond to that so then whatever you're going to create is coming more out of a response to something that people are asking rather than like this insight that you had in your mind as a manifester that is for generators in your case however as a manifesting generator you have both so it's for me it's like the easiest type to be i don't know if it is but honestly it's like you can start things you can inform people you can visualize and you have the consistent energy to do it me as a projector i got really jealous um but yeah so basically the manifesting generator is a hybrid between both of those strategies and then as a projector our strategy is to wait to be invited. So projectors, we have a very penetrative aura. So when people are talking to projectors, it's like really going deeply into you because you feel really seen. Like people tend to feel really seen with projectors because we have like this very hyper-focused energy into you and I want to see you and I want to learn all of the things and, you know, guide you and whatever. However, and that is really, really positive, but when it's not invited, it feels icky. So it feels like unsolicited unsolicited advice. People fucking hate it. Believe me, I've been there trying to give people unsolicited advice. They really dislike it. And I, as a projector, you feel really bitter because you're like, oh my God, I could be helping this person. Like I have all of the answers for them. How are they not asking me? Like just ask me. And then you go and you start dumping all of your information on them, but they really don't, they didn't ask for it. It's not going to land. So if you are a projector, just know that you're really wasting your energy. Like it's better that you go and read something or I don't know, go watch Netflix or whatever you want, rather than just trying to give people unsolicited advice if they're not inviting you to do that. And one thing about the waiting for an invitation that can feel it can feel quite passive so there's another way that i really like the reframe which is creating an opportunity for an invitation so for example if you go on my instagram i am showing all of the my coaching programs my meditation circles 
how can I, how I can help you, my retreats, blah, blah, blah. So I'm giving you all of the options of how I can help you. And I'm showing you all of my potential. I have my podcast and things like that, but I'm not going to go and like code call people. Like I can't, I can't do like code, um, code outreach, you know, like just like dropping into people's dm that feels so icky for a projector if you're a projector do not do this like people don't like it you will you won't like it you won't feel nice about it and it's way more about you recognizing yourself and recognizing your gift so you can then create the opportunity for you to be invited and then Lastly, we have the strategy of the reflectors, um, which is to wait for a lunar cycle, which is on nowadays world kind of, you know, challenging to do that. So, of course, you're not going to wait a freaking lunar cycle, cycle, like 28 freaking days to like decide what you're going to eat or if you're going to go out with your friends or something like that. But the interesting thing about the waiting for a lunar cycle is that basically as a reflector, you have all of your centers open. and within the lunar cycle so within the 28 days wherever the moon is positioned the the moon is acting on each one of the energy centers that are open so within 28 days you will have experienced a lot of different emotions within each of the energy centers and that's why they say 28 days because it helps you kind of get into a more neutral or like clear space because you have experienced all of the cycles of the emotions that you might feel in regards to this this decision so going back to your question i feel like once you know your strategy i feel like when you are in the business world it's kind of or like corporate or like building something you know within a business or even traveling or something like that I feel like using your strategy can be helpful in that. So, for example, as a projector, of of course, like it's not always that it looks like that. But in general, the places that I've been to in the past two or three years traveling, I've been invited or... I'll say that I've been hinted about going there. So either, for example, when I left Brazil my friend invited me to stay with her in Portugal. And that's how I knew because I already had the intuition that I should go. But then I knew that I shouldn't act on anything, not because I knew that I was a projector or something, because at that time I really wasn't that big into human design. But as soon as she invited me, I felt like, ah, this is this is it. I should be going. When I went to Greece, no one invited me. It was more of like a internal feeling of like excitement, um, and I also have this idea in my head that my ancestors invited me because my, I have like ancestry from there. <laughs> um, and then when I came to Paris, for example, it was kind of an invitation. So yeah, like as a projector, I use my strategy a lot to decide where I go. I feel like you can, in general, um, use your your strategy a lot in like business and things like that, and your like your travelings. Yeah. Okay. This is really, really interesting. Thank you for sharing all of this. I feel like this is a lot of insight and I'm curious in you saying all of this, can you change your type or relate more with a different type or is it just like, no, you're born in this day and this time and that's what you're stuck with? No, you can't change your type and everything. (laughs) Um, What I 
for example, I sometimes relate a lot with manifesting generators, the energy of like starting things and not finishing and, and things like that. Um, and having like a lot of passions and just loving different things and whatever. But I think that it's also like when you learn your human design, you end up learning as well that like if you have a center that is open or closed that will influence your life in a different way in a specific way if you get if you have like the little numbers that are in your in your in your energy centers if they are painted or not painted that mean that will mean other things as well like those are your gifts so if you have like the channel that is painted which are the little straws you will, that will mean a certain thing as well um the arrows that are on top of your human design like they talk about digestion they talk about if you are a more structured or not person if you are like how you're meant to um like, like the environment that you best thrive on. Like there's so many layers to your design, like your human design. Basically, we say that the Holy Trinity is this one because once you start living by your energy type, your strategy and your authority, which, which we can go into in a little bit, you start living by your design and all of the other things, they kind of fall into place. So you kind of end up living more in alignment with it and with how your energy and how you were designed to when how you got into this world um and all of the other things they just start happening at the same time so you end up like being in the environments that you were designed to more most thrive on you end up um, eating and digesting information in the way that you were designed to so all of those things, they kind of fall into place once you start living by those three things. But of course, there are so many other layers to human design. The way that I like to see it, because sometimes, you know, I can get really bitter, like the not self, which is like the opposite of live. If I'm not living in alignment with being a projector, I am bitter. Um, and there are like, which are the not self things, but whatever, this is something that's maybe more specific. Um, I sometimes get really bitter, you know, when I see like, oh, I wish I was a generator or a manifesting generator because I could have consistent energy to things and things like that. But the way that I like to think about it is my soul. And I think that that is really where you can kind of hone into what your beliefs are of the universe and things like that. But I believe that my soul chose the exact date, the exact time, the exact family that it wanted me to be born in for me to be able to complete my mission or my purpose in the world. You know, I don't think anything was by mistake or by like badly designed or something. I think that everyone was designed in the perfect way, the perfect conditions for it. It's it was like a platform for you to be able to develop yourself into what whoever you are meant to be developed in and develop the things that you are and that you want and to have the in, the unique impact that you are supposed to have in the world. And I would rather look at my design and understand how to harness it and how to harness it to the fullest potential of it instead of looking at it as, ah, I could be more of this. I could have this energy close. I could have more of this energy. I could have more of these gifts. I could have more of this profile and whatever. So it's all about you looking at it and cherishing and learning how to use it to the best of your potential and ability instead of being like, ah, I'm a reflector. I guess I'm fucked because I have all of my energy opens. Yeah, but at the same time, you have the potential to amplify everything. You have the potential to 
experience all of the humans in the world like you can be such a huge empath like can you imagine a leader in a reflector space it's someone that really 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 can empathize with so much of what is the human experience someone who really can understand people in a deep level because it has all of the energy opens you know so i think it's more about looking at it in an empowering way of how I can make my best with this rather than like being bitter over it and just wishing you were something else or changing something, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think, I feel like that's a totally normal feeling too, to be somewhat envious of the other types. I'm like, oh, I wish I had this and this. And like, you can curate your perfect type, but like nothing in life is that way. So you just got to work with what you have. So, okay. Now my next question might go into, I know you were going to touch on, was it authority? Was that the word that you use? But I'm curious. So this might be part of that, but in the body graph, what are some like there's I'm looking at mine like there's there's a lot happening here so don't explain everything but like what are some of the other key points when visually looking at it that is important to know to get to know your type more okay so yeah I feel like authority is one of the most important things and it's my favorite obsession like as a projector the thing that I love most in the world I don't know why is intuition like I love talking about it. I love researching it I love just everything about it just I think really because throughout my life I was put into so many modes of how I should be doing things and kind of outsourcing my authority outsourcing my power and my sovereignty to other people that nowadays I'm so obsessed with helping people get that sovereignty back and get that power back of like I don't know what's best for you like I really don't I really don't. Who who knows what's best for you is you. So learn how to use your authority and your intuition to make these decisions. So the three most common authorities is the sacral, emotional, and splenic authority. And the four less common is soundboard, ego, self-projector, and lunar cycle authority. I think we're going to go through the three main ones for this episode. So basically for the first one, we have the sacral authority, which is kind of like a really good response feeling to it so it responds better to yes or no questions so instead of asking your intuition your authority like do you want cheeseburgers or pizza you can ask do you want cheeseburgers yes or no do you want pizza yes or no so it's the type that hears more yes or no um questions it's quite um like bodily so you can feel like this um, excitement in your body or you can feel like this contraction or yeah you can you have to really follow it and for sacral authorities you are either a generator or a manifesting generator which your strategy is to respond so when we go go back to the responding thing using your sacral authority is really important so when you see something when you see someone saying, like, for example, ah, can you create a course of blah, 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 you know, it's your job to respond according to your authority in that. So if it's not exciting to you or if it's a maybe, it's a no. Like normally a maybe for a sacral 
being is a sacral authority person is a no because it's like a meh you know um rather like whether um on the other hand if it's a hell yes you know it's like this excitement then it's your gut feeling saying yes so it's really about honoring that excitement that joy that you get and yeah you can just use it in your daily life to ask yes or no question. So do you want to exercise today? Yes or no. Do you want to apply for this job? Yes or no. Do you want to start this, um, you know, like um, create this course? Yes or no. Do you want to travel to Portugal? Yes or no. So I think that, yeah, like I really like the sacred authority because I feel like it's very straightforward because it's very, you know, responsive, quote unquote. So Yeah, so this is the first one and it's only applied for the people who have sacral, their sacral defines. Uh, the second one is the emotional authority, which is my authority. And it's something that I've been learning how to use it for the past year or so, maybe like year and a half. And it's really, really a cool authority. It's a cool intuition, but it's not really on the moment that you have the answer so it's a very because so we are not meant to make decisions so one thing that the human design says that i think it's really cool is that we're not meant to make decisions with the mind and that defies a lot of common knowledge and what a, a lot of what people tell us that we're meant to do and how we're meant to do this to, to make decisions so the mind is in human design the mind is meant to process ideas and kind of like make things happen you know through the mind but then you're really meant to make decisions with your authority so it's either the sacral so it's like a gut response the emotional is you're meant to make decisions with your emotion and just by saying that it looks we it sounds weird like ah you know like you shouldn't be able you shouldn't be making decisions with your emotions but it's it's really about if you're emo an emotional authority person it's about riding the wave instead of making decisions either like on the extreme euphoric moment of it or, or the extreme depression of it so if you're an emotional authority you have access to so many corners of emotions all day around so sometimes you might wake up and you find yourself feeling like really depressed like tuned into radio depress uh, depression and you're like i don't know what's happening like yesterday i was so happy what the fuck and everything and instead of judging it you're just ride the wave of it like just ride the depression wave just ride whatever wave of emotion you are tuned in into that moment because that is supposed to help you make other decisions have other insights um, have other ideas or just give you the rest or the the exact medicine that you need in that moment right now so if someone for example asks me if i want to do so today is like wednesday and someone's like ah Camille, do you want to do something on friday instead of saying yes right away or no right away what an emotional person should do is they should wait at least 24 hours to make like bigger decisions and tune in to their emotions until they feel like they roll they they were riding all of the waves all of the corners of the wave until they reach kind of this more neutral point and then they make the, the decision from this neutrality kind of quote unquote so it's all about giving your emotions space for them to just like run around and do all of their things until you reach a place of clarity and you're like oh okay this is what i'm meant to be doing and 
it's really interesting because with when you're an emotional authority, maybe someday like someone invites you to go out or something. I think we talked about this because I think Eddie is emotional authority. I think maybe. Yeah. And then like someone invites him to go somewhere and he's like, yes, I'm super excited. And then the day comes and he was like, oh my God, no, please, no, please, no, please, no. And that's like very much emotional authority. You're like so right like so much so many extremes of the emotions you know so that's something that i found that whenever i make decisions with my emotional authority things they just flow so much better like even for food you know i really like feel into my body whether i want to eat something or not or i want to work out or not or if i want to travel or not like i have this really funny story actually so my friend and I, we are traveling to Spain together for like a week or something. And we had to book a ticket. And I, I just knew it. at the time. <laughs> We had to book a ticket. And we were between paying like 80 euros to get an earlier flight with Ryanair and come back home like, I don't know, 20 hours earlier or pay like 140, like something like double the price or something like that for another ticket that was 20 hours later and like in a way better time. And I, and we kind of like had to make the decision on the spot, but I'm an emotional authority. I knew right there where I, when I was doing it, I was like, fuck, I really need to like feel this through. Like I can't be making this decision right now. I know that either decision that I'll take, I'll regret and I was like, but we really needed to make it like really, really quick, the decision. And then we did make the decision. We did take the the one that was cheaper. And we were talking about it today. And I regret it so much. As soon as we bought the ticket, like 10 minutes later, I was like, I already regret this decision. Can we get a refund from Ryanair or something? So I knew it. I was still, I still went against it. But yeah, whatever. Like it's just Ryanair. And so I, I would say that if you have like an an emotional authority and you have to make a decision about whether you want to take a job or you want to apply for a job even or you want to go somewhere and travel, I what I like to do is that I have I like to like leave all of the tabs open in my computer and then I leave them simmering there. Then I give them like one day and then I open the tab again and I'm like mm, I don't really want to go to this place or like I don't want to really like I don't know apply for this job or something like that so yeah that's my recommendation for anyone who's emotional I love that just leave them simmering there like just the imagery <laughs> I feel like for me it's so funny because like we're kind of opposite of course there are some things where I'm like okay like right actually right now I'm thinking about purchasing um this like membership and I just found out about it a few hours ago because I was watching the the live video and I was like okay I'm gonna think about this for a bit and when we were starting the call and you got talking I was like yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. Like after this call, I think I'm going to buy it. Like I like to simmer, but my simmering process ends up being like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, you can just ask your, like your gut, you know, like, should I buy this? Yes or no. And then like, normally you feel either like really excited about it or not. I don't know if you try this, like while we're talking, you can try it. Ask yourself. I can try it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a, a yes. Like it's about investing and I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is like something that I enjoy. So I feel like it's like, I, I don't know. I try, I try just, and I don't know if this is a human design thing, but I try to 
only do things where I'm like, it's a yes, because I had to learn the hard way. I used to just say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And then I heard somebody say a quote once and it was years back. And the quote was like something along the lines of what you basically just said, which is wild. And they said, if, if you're not sure, if you're on the fence about something and it's like a week away, think about if it was tonight, would you want to do it? And then that's your answer if you want to do it or not. And so now I try to be very intentional because when I say yes to something, like it's a yes. But if it's not like a yes, I will be there. I'm committing my time and it's in my calendar, then it's a no. Yeah, that's very, very good as um, like a sacred authority because you like, especially when you said it's really fun. This uh, this word like fun, joy, and things like that that is key for generators and sacral generators, manifesting generators, and sacral authority people because it is about following the joy. It is about following the fun. Like oh my god, I'm having so much fun here, and 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 again, this is like so contradictory contradictory to what society tells us that we should do because we should suffer, quote unquote. We should do the nine to five, quote unquote. You shouldn't be having joy in your work day or something like that. So it's really contradictory or you shouldn't be following your emotions to make decisions but human design tells us the opposite and then really when you start living by your design and trying this you feel like your life just flows so much easier and you feel so much more authentic and true to yourself and you start making the decisions that really really matter to you instead of just making the decisions that I don't know like someone else wants you to do however I'll say that I wouldn't be able to live by that quote necessarily or like Eddie wouldn't be able to live by that quote necessarily because as emotional, like we feel something really, really extreme about one idea. And then the other day we're kind of like, eh. and then the other day we're like really, really excited about it again. And then the other day we're kind of like forgetting all about it and like thinking about the other idea, you know? So I think it's really important. That's why I really love human design again, because it's not overly generalizing. It's really honing into your uniqueness and your unique way of seeing, of hearing intuition. Like there's so many times that I felt wrong, quote unquote, about not being able to hear the yes or no. But I learned that my intuition talks to me with through emotions. So I learned how to tune into my intuition and to make decisions from my intuition about tuning into my emotions and my feelings and the sensational aspect of it. And that's how I harness it so like I use it so well because I learned how to use it and thank god that I'm not here telling everyone that they should be using it in this way because they're not so I'm looking at their charts and then guiding them in how to use their own unique intuition so um yeah I really 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 like like I authority is like my biggest I don't know. I'm just like obsessed with it. So the last most common authority is the splenic one, which is so in the energy centers that we have, there is the like a triangle on the left. If that's defined, it means it can mean that you're a, a splenic authority. And that means that is like the spleen is a very instinctive authority. So it's the opposite of the emotional in the sense that for the emotional authority the truth is not in the now because the emotional have to ride they have to ride the waves they have to give space for their emotions to kind of like process all of the corners of it to make a decision 
However, for the splenic, the truth is in the now. So it's a very kind of like intuitive and quiet voice. So you are designed to make decisions in the moment. You kind of like receive this very instinctive and kind of like kind of like animal, quote unquote, like animal instinct. And it's a voice that speaks really quietly, but it speaks very affirmatively, affirmatively and it's kind of like the first instinct that you receive so if you think if you're a splenic um if you're if you have splenic authority you shouldn't think too much about things you know it's like normally the first intuition the first intuitive hint that you receive is the one that you should follow and it's sometimes you have to be really quiet and kind of being the correct environment to receive that intuition with more clarity but um yeah it's not something that will like repeat itself so much or that you're gonna for example with the sacred authority that you can ask your intuition like yes or no questions and you get them or the emotional that you're kind of like tuning into the emotion it's very like instinctive it's like it's this it's that like you look in a menu you already know if you try to go for the if you try to overly think about what you want to order and you go to the like 10th thing that you thought it's probably not going to be the right one like it was the first one it was the first country it was the first I don't know startup idea or something like that so yeah that's very splenic authority and then the other ones they are a little bit more kind of nuanced and specific to other types which I think that maybe we can leave it for another episode yeah okay this is really interesting lots of information and it's so interesting because obviously you could continue to dive in for hours on getting specific on one person's chart so i think if you're interested in this conversation if you're interested in that then definitely reach out to cami all of her links are below but to close off what is one point that you want to touch on about human design or the different types or anything like that to kind of wrap things up that will continue to give a good insight into how we work best. I would say that I would love for people to get out out of this episode, I don't know, get away from this episode with the sensation of experimenting, like a little human design scientist, you know? So now that you did get a little bit of insight into your energy type, into your strategy and into your authority, try making small decisions or big decisions if you're really bold and you really want to experiment like really, really big through in this way because there is this one thing in human design that i really like as well that they talk a lot about deconditioning which is basically you stripping away so many of the conditioning or the shoulds in the mind that we get through society of the ways that you should be living that you should be showing up that you should be working that in human design you kind of have to overcome so you can show up as your energy type as your authentic self honestly that's why i like human design so much and for me for example as a projector one of the things that is one of the biggest shames that i have quote-unquote and we talked about this is that um you know i don't have consistent access to energy so i since i was young like very very young i used to be so tired i used to need more sleep i like i've always always been the person that sleeps more in my 
in my family. I, I can sleep like for 10, 11 hours and still wake up tired. Um, I can burn out quite quickly. If I don't give myself periods of rest, like I'll just work for like two or three weeks straight and then I'll just crash and have no inspiration and no will or power to do anything like really and that's not healthy like that's not how I'm meant to use my energy my energy is supposed to be used in a in a different way and before human design I used to try to kind of like put myself in this box of the generator work nine to five just shut up and get over with it grind your ass off and blah 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 and after learning about it like in the beginning I was kind of like ah, whatever, I'm wait, like, I'm supposed to be just way to be invited, you know, and I was really kind of, I felt like they were, they were trying to put me in the mode. But then I looked at it in another way of like, no, wait, this can actually be more liberating and freeing and expensive in a way that if I use this in a certain way, I can make my life a little bit easier with this. And I can actually give myself the permission sleep to do something that I've always naturally wanted to do, which is sleep more, not work that much, um, guide people, help people, be a consultant, be a coach or whatever, and not have shame around it. So I feel like once you start living your human design, like this is something that I've, I was writing recently, I, I'm, I'm about to make a post, an Instagram post about this. I think that ultimately, when you learn your human design, you're just kind of having an external manual for you to be who you are already, who you authentically and intuitively and naturally and organically would be if you didn't have conditioning. So I think that if I didn't have conditioning about waking up later, maybe eating later, so my digestion, for example, is in direct light, so I digest better my digestion is better when it's later in the night and I've always naturally ate more at night but all of the nutritionists they say that I shouldn't eat at night that I should eat less at night that I should stop eating at 7 p.m or something like that honestly I tried that so much already that never worked for me and once I kind of like let go and allowed my body to do its thing like now I'm in a you know I feel great I'm in a great weight and everything like that I move great I have like okay whatever energy levels blah 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 and it's because I instead of doing the whatever mode that the nutritionists that the dietitians and the scientists and whatever they're telling me to do I'm honing into something that my body is telling me so even if you don't want to know your your design or whatever like I think this is ultimately just a tool for you to go back to being who for you to allow yourself to be who you truly are I think that's for me the biggest message the biggest takeaway that I want someone to take from this episode is to use this or to use astrology to use anagram or to use Myers-Briggs or whatever to give yourself the permission slip to be who you authentically are instead of feeling the need to show up as someone who you're not just because of conditioning of how you should work what type of life you should live um, what type of work you should do so yeah I think that using some of the tools that you learn here I think you have a lot of potential to create and design a life that really really will work for you and your energy and your design and ultimately like yourself you know as who you really really are in the world and I feel like yeah this podcast and everything is really about that right about like just giving people the permissions they should be themselves and live the life that they want 
That's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope it brought you insights. I hope you learned about your own unique design, your energy, and also the most important for me, how to tap into your unique intuition. If you want to work with me on the Your Calling one-on-one coaching program, I have the link for that on the show notes. So you can just send me an email and we'll just jump on a call and see if it feels aligning for both of our intuitions to work together. I feel like that's really, really important for both of us to be in alignment with one another. And yeah, we do talk about human design on this program. We analyze the first sessions is talking about your energy type and your intuition and how you can start aligning with that. Because ultimately for me, tapping into your intuition is the gateway into your authentic self, into your most magnetic, authentic, aligned self. And that's the place that we want to create a new project or a new business or yeah a new venture from so it's really this place that I want you to be creating from and to be making decisions and just overall living your life so make sure to share this episode with anyone who might benefit from it and who might want to learn more about human design make sure to also leave this podcast a very good review because it helps more people discover it and more people tap into their intuitions and just drop into their most authentic and aligned self so yeah i hope you create a very beautiful and authentic and aligned and intuitive week and i'll catch you on the next episode bye